keyboard player in our early service. So anyway, we uh, thank you all. It was beautiful. Um, I am going to talk about Father's Day in the sermon today. It's kind of a hodgepodge of things. Got some humor in it as well, but uh, I did want to end with what that song just said. We, we got a good father. We got a good Abba. And it's God who allows us to call him Father. So uh, I do want to share a little bit of the first of the sermon about Father's Day and our earthly fathers. I've got a video I'm going to share. It's kind of crazy. I, please feel free to laugh at it. I loved it because I could hear my dad saying this, and now I say it as a father or did, and now I'm saying it as a... But these are things that dad would never say, but that's a play on words. So uh, you got that video ready? All right, let's see that video. Things dads would never say. <laughs> I loved it because I say the same things I've even told Madeline my 10 year old hey Madeline when you go upstairs turn on every light up there and leave them on oh papa she knew I was being a smart aleck anyway I thought that was pretty cute things our dads never say and boy have I heard my daddy say them I also want to share about Abba, our Father, and talk about adoption, and we're brothers and sisters in Christ. And so I want to read to you again the words that Jesus said. He's preparing himself to die, and then you see his relationship with his heavenly Father. It's a relationship that we need to learn from. And so Jesus said in Mark 14, verse 35 and 36, just two verses, 35 and 36, he went a little farther, and he fell on the ground, 
And he prayed that if it were possible, that his hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, 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 Father. I'll share a little bit more of it. Abba is Aramaic. The Greek translation is Father, but the common language was Aramaic. And so there's only three times in the Bible, we'll read another one in Romans, but only three times in the Bible that phrase, Abba, Father, is used. But here's one of them. And so Jesus says, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. Nita Taylor, a member of our church, if you're visiting with us, she has been sick the last year or so, and I was looking to see. She came a couple of Sundays ago, first time she'd been able to be at church in, uh, in months and months. But she shared with me a prayer, and I had asked her permission to share it. I, she gave it to me probably a year ago, and I had kind of put it back, and I wanted to save it for Father's Day. She shared a prayer with me that her grandfather wrote. It's a Father's Day prayer. He, he wrote it in 1930 in Piedmont, Alabama, where they went to church. And you can tell by the way that he's got the words worded that he thought out what he was going to pray. It's kind of unique. It's deep to me. And it's interesting the way that he worded things. His name was Austin Johnson. And again, that's Nita Taylor's grandfather, Austin Johnson, Piedmont, Alabama, 1930. Dear God, give me strength to realize my children are individuals. That they need to be respected as well as loved. Make me wise. Make me wise enough to respect their intelligence, which I help to mold. And then to leave them to decide their lives for themselves. Make me realize that the accident of birth does not make my children automatic servants to me or make me a burden to them. Let me know, God, let me know how to cultivate their adult friendship and not try to buy it or hold their love by forcing on them some sense of responsibility that they do not deserve. Austin Johnson in 1930, Nita Taylor's grandfather. I also want to share with you that I'm grateful and thankful for the gifts that y'all have given us. Y'all blessed us in so many ways. Um, and the meal last week was beautiful. And I'll tell you, one of the most exciting favorite gifts I received was a few weeks ago from Keith Copeland. It was a half gallon of pistachio almond ice cream. He remembered one time that I said I liked it, so thank you. But I kept leaving it in the freezer, and I kept telling Lana, hey, we got a half a gallon of pistachio ice. She said, have you brought it home yet? No, I didn't. But we brought it home, and we've eaten every bit of it. So thank you for pistachio almond ice cream. Y'all, we put cards out all over the table that look like this. And I, because we've been moving, I have not had time to read them all. But there's one I wanted to read to you this morning. It says my thoughts are for you, and so even though I hadn't read them all, thank you already for the love and the hugs and the tears, but this one's kind of special to me. I got choked up reading it upstairs. Maybe I won't right now, but this comes from a little 10-year-old granddaughter, my Madeline, and she was sitting there writing as all the events were going on last Sunday, and this is what she wrote. You're the best pastor. You're the best husband to Emmy. You're the best father to Audra. 
and you're the best father to my dad. You're the best papa to favor, and you're the best papa to me. You're the best father-in-law to Blake, and you're the best father-in-law to my mama. You are the most faithful person I know. Love you, Madeline. What a man. Thank God for that little girl. And uh, thank God for Father's Day and being Papa's and all. Now, she hasn't seen me at my worst. My wife has. My wife said, who in the world is she writing about? So, Because uh, Lana's seen me at my worst. This week, our vacation Bible school is rescued at shipwrecked. And uh, I thank God Madeline probably hasn't seen me at my worst in some of the stupidest sinful things that I've done in my life. That I don't deserve that. But I thank God that she sees me that way. And I hope she learns more about God and our Heavenly Father through maybe something that I shared with her. But we all need a Heavenly Father. I shared earlier and I usually do on Father's Day. I was very blessed. I know a lot more about my Heavenly Father because of my relationship with my father. But some of you did not have that. And I'm so sorry. I wished you had. But I was very blessed in that regard. But uh, I want to read to you the, another passage that uses the phrase Abba Father. And uh, Paul wrote this in Romans the 8th chapter. The other place, I'm not going to read it, but it's in Galatians. I'm going to read here about Romans 8. This is very deep, deep theology here. This is Romans the 8th chapter, verses 14 and 16. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons. It also means daughters. These are sons and daughters of God. Those who are led by the Spirit of God are daughters and sons of God. Verse 15. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. There's that phrase again. The Spirit himself, he bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And so I, I pray that you know that, that you've experienced that, because that is exactly what Abba Father wants for you, for your spirit to know from his spirit that you're his. You're his child. And that analogy throughout the Bible is a powerful analogy of of, of what he wants with us. He wants relationship with us so deep that even his spirit would bear witness with us that I'm his. I'm a child of the king. I belong to him. And so he wants us to have that assurance. And so I hope and pray that you have that assurance this morning that deep calleth unto deep, as the psalmist said. Deep calls unto deep. And we know whose we are and to whom we belong, that the Spirit of God would bear witness with our spirit that I'm his. I am his daughter. I am his son. He goes on to say, now if we are children, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we also may Share in his glory. He's given us a spirit of adoption. I've been blessed to go into many courtrooms and be a witness. And some have happened here three or four times since I've been here at the courthouse. 
and see someone be adopted. It's a powerful thing. Well, let me tell you, God has got a great adoption agency. He wants you to be adopted into his kingdom. That is a powerful statement, a powerful analogy that God, Abba Father, has given us. That he wants you, not only does he want you to have the assurance you're his children, but he wants you to know, I adopted you. I adopted you. I want you to know that everything that I have and am is yours. You're my heirs. I'm going to bless you. Abba, Father. J.B. Phillips' translation, I want to read it to you, of Romans 8, 14, and 17. Just what I read to you out of the New King James. This is J.B. Phillips, a pastor and an author. His translation of Romans 8, 14, and 17. All who follow the leading of God's Spirit are God's sons and daughters. Nor are you meant to relapse into the old slavish attitude of fear. You've been adopted. You've been adopted into the very family circle of God. And you can say with a full heart, Father, my Father. The Spirit himself endorses our inward conviction that we really are children of God. Think what that means. If we are his children, then we share his treasures and all that Christ claims as his will belong to all of us as well. Yes, if we share in his suffering, we share certainly in his glory. We are children of God. That word Abba, because we have been adopted into God's family, we are privileged also to call him Abba Father. The word Abba is an Aramaic word, one that was used by Jesus himself and echoed in the earliest Christian community, which spoke Aramaic. So you'll find in the Bible, when it was translated into Greek, that a few words are still Aramaic because that was the common language. In each case, Abba is followed by the Greek equivalent, which is translated Father. Both of them are beautiful words. They translate... Even there's not a perfect equivalent really to our language, but it is a term expressing warm affection and confidence, assurance, security, and also a confident respect. The best way I can explain it, and I, it's really not the best translation to just call God Daddy, but it's kind of that. Just like when I and my sister Pam... When we talk about daddy, if I say to her, yeah, daddy, daddy said, or daddy's coming, or mom and daddy are coming, and, but when I introduce you to my dad, I would say that I introduce my father to my dad. But there's a respect there, and there's a relationship there about daddy. So while it doesn't translate perfectly, I want you to understand, and I know I've preached on this before, but don't underestimate. How awesome it is that Yahweh, Almighty God, the creator of the universe, has set it up such and allows us and wants us to call him Abba. 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 Abba Father. The word Father denotes relationship. That's what he wants with you. He wants you to know you're adopted. I adopted you. I bought you with a price. 
And I want you to know that you're my child. I want my spirit to bear witness inside your spirit. That's just assurance of God's grace. Adam and Eve all the way back in the Old Testament. They walked with God in the cool of the evening. They had a perfect paradise. They had a perfect relationship. And we know that that little three-letter word sure does mess things up. It's called sin. It still messes things up. God, throughout the Bible, as we read the history, his point was to restore that relationship with Adam and Eve. One of the saddest moments in Scripture was when God said, Adam, Eve, where are you? See, relationship had been broken, but God now has been doing everything he can to restore relationship with humanity, even giving his own son to die for us so that we can be adopted. We say the Lord's Prayer, and we said it earlier. The disciples, the reason we have it in Scripture is because the disciples came and asked Jesus, we see you praying a whole lot. You go off to a lonely place and pray. Would you, would you teach us how to pray? They asked him that. And so thus we have the Lord's Prayer that we repeat. But say the first two words for me in the Lord's Prayer again. I just stop right there. Have you ever thought what that really means? How rich that is and how deep that is, even if we didn't have the rest of the prayer, which we do. But the fact that that's how Jesus decided to start the prayer of all prayers for thousands of years and through eternity, that's how he started it all. Teach us how to pray. Oh, let's go to Abba first. Let's go to our Father. And so he allows us. And man, what a powerful way to teach us. This is how you come to Father. The same Abba and Father I have, I want you to know in this way. So our Father. Our Abba. I pray today that on this Father's Day that you will realize and that you will know Jesus Christ, God the Father, as Abba. I hope you will be reassured of your relationship with him. If not, I give you an invitation this morning to come and be adopted. I, I want to be adopted. I want to be a child of God. God wants you to know that you are his daughter. You are his son. Happy Father's Day. Let's pray. Abba, Abba, Father, we praise you. We glorify you and thank you, God, that in your wisdom and in your grace and in your love, you allowed me to address you right then as Abba, Father, just like Jesus, just like the early church. Abba, Father, we praise you for this day. We thank you, God, for your grace, and we thank you always for relationship. Bless us now as we sing, for we pray this in Christ's name. Amen. As we sing the closing hymn, the altar is always open. We are going to sing hymn number 399, Take My Life and Let It Be. 399, let's stand together and sing.